Press A button to activate Spirit Gloss Mode. We are two best friends who happen to be psychic mediums. We do readings, we teach, we mentor, and we love to laugh. Yeah, and you know what? We love to cry too because we're heartstring pulling leather truckers. Oh, ooh, warning. This is rated E for explicit. So if you don't like the word fuck, you should probably turn your ass around. Turn it around. Don't look back. Run. But if you're sticking around, it's time for another episode of I'm a Medium. Ask me how. We're back, hey, Matthew Tao. It's mm-hmm. been a while. And we, and we wore lip gloss for this occasion because you know what? <laughs> Welcome back, Willie. We have to have we have to have shiny plump lips. This is mm-hmm. the Matt and Dana mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Well, I've missed just it being me and you. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while. We've had amazing guests, amazing guests, which I'm so grateful for. But it's cool to like just the two of us. We mm-hmm. can make it if we try. Oh, and also, you know what I got? <laughs> what you got? I got peach kombucha. Oh, bow. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. So, so we got everything, everything you need, man. We got, we got, and you got your great, great, great squirts. <laughs> That's not on brand. We got spirit gloss. We got peach kombucha and grape squirts. Um, and the, and the, Oh, and the new word, the new word, Dana. You can't forget that. Dope. Dope. <laughs> um, can we, so our, our uh, tagline on our website, madandana.com is mediumships with heart. And I think maybe we should be like dope mediums, period. Dope mediums like, with heart. Oh, we could do that. But could we do it like period with a T like period? <laughs> That period. I mean, is there a way that you can go period? Oh, uh, like a tongue pop at yeah, the end of I it. I don't know if that like is that too long of a tagline. You know the thing. The problem with the, all of this is that brings a lot of mm-hmm. expectation when people come to us. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there, <laughs> thinking that we got to be a middle beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I'm I'm just trying to ease us into the topic today. Well, you were really gentle about it, and I appreciate that because this is the first time for me talking about expectations. So yeah, we like to like ease you into the topic here. And I'm a medium. Ask me how. You're so beautiful. <laughs> if this is your first time with us, we take it. We take you in here slowly. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a beautiful topic that we need to talk about because I feel like that holds a lot of mediums back. Whether it's from day one or like you've been Mm -hmm. doing this for years, I think expectation is something that, that really just like can hold us back on so many levels. Right. So I guess it would probably make sense to start at day one, right? Like do I have abilities? Am I a medium? Could this be something that I have? And I think expectation first and foremost shows up whether we're comparing ourselves to others or we see things on TV or we're watching other readers. We have expectation of what a reading should be like 
or how it's supposed to feel when we're doing mediumship, that it's supposed to be a certain thing. And Hollywood, we've talked yeah. about this in other podcasts, but Hollywood's done such a disservice to so much of this that we feel like it's supposed to be this loud and like overwhelming thing when it's often very subtle and quiet and, and we dismiss it our whole lives, right? Like I can mm -hmm. look back now and people always ask the question of like, when did this start for you? Or how long have you been doing this? And I can look back now and go like, oh, this has been happening my whole life. But I dismissed it because I had the expectation that it was going to, it should have been louder or it should have been different or it should have been this or it should have been that. Mm -hmm. Like you, like an expectation that they're like outside your body, walking around your house or how they talk. Right. Like, oh, and it, or, or even looking like kind of going back to Hollywood, I think you kind of intrigued me a little bit of being like, well, what was the first time you saw a medium doing something that you thought it that needed to be that way? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I can remember looking back and then seeing Sylvia Brown on Montel Williams. Oh, the good old days, the 90s. Psh, poor one out for the 90s. Um and thinking that I that all psychics needed to have like this like mystical side to them, and that we all needed to predict stuff, and that the sentences need to make sense, and that I needed to have a really nice shoulder length haircut in order to be a that, medium. That was the but, expectation. <laughs> and caftans, mm -hmm. <laughs> but really, it, it's it's like the communication skills of Sylvia Brown and the amazing the work that Sylvia Brown did, and then moving into like maybe the two thousands when I got away from the mediumship for a while, but things were still happening to me, and then seeing things like the Dead Files, right? And Amy Allen is her own little brand of Amy Allen, but thinking that I needed to see all this dark, spooky stuff. And that I thought something was wrong with me that I wasn't seeing Wendigos sucking souls out of everybody's body when they're sleeping. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that scared me from mediumship a little bit because I was like, well, Lisa Williams isn't getting that. And this person isn't getting that. And maybe there's something wrong with me that I'm not getting it. And that's kind of like where I, it puts you in this expectation that you need to be at these certain levels in order to qualify as a legitimate medium. Mm -hmm. And not realizing that there's different strokes for different folks and different spices in the cabinet, right? Uh, help me, help me back. Yeah, well, and to go along with that, um, I dismissed myself as a medium for forever because every medium that I watched was like, I see this, I see this, I see this, and and they're showing me their long blonde hair, and I see this, and I'm in their kitchen, and I excuse my language, y'all. I, I didn't see shit for the longest mm -hmm. time. And, you know, if I did see something, it was just a flicker of an image really quick and it went away. Well, spoiler alert, everybody, that's what clairvoyance is. Very rarely does an image really hold there very long and it's in our mind's eye. It's very rarely outside of our mind's eye. It does happen, but it's very rarely outside. It's typically, and then we often dismiss it as imagination, right? It's just our imagination running mm -hmm. off with us. So I thought, well, I must not be a medium because every medium I'm watching is they're showing me this. I see them as this. I see them as this. But I was hearing things. I was feeling things. I knew things. So I didn't think I was a medium for the longest time because I didn't see things the way all of these mm -hmm. other mediums were seeing things. And so I think 
we compare ourselves to like, whether it's the, the mediums on TV or just like, I would go to these development circles, you know, kind of trying to learn a little bit more about mediumship, or I would watch people or watch YouTubes or read books. And I'm like, I don't see anything. Like, I don't see (laughs) things like these people do. So I must, I must be broken. I must not have this. Hmm. Yeah. And you, then you're like, is this thing on? <laughs> like, am I broken? I felt the same way about guides. If I'm honest, I felt the same way about guides. Because then uh, I would be early in my development. And what's, what's, what's cool about our dynamic and our friendship is that we are two different people, but we're on the same wavelength. And sometimes we get each other. But you developed a lot with your guides. I didn't. I didn't, I went to development circles and they worked on me while I was developing, but I didn't solely rely on them. So I didn't have a fingerprint of being like, this is my guide. What does he do? He's a real medium machine, right? So I spent a lot of my time developing and not kind of honing in on that. And then I said, well, they need to have a name because I'm expecting that they should be able to refer to them. Oh, and then I need to have them look a certain way. Right. And then not until three weeks, four weeks ago, or when we were in San Diego, or I don't know, time is, time is irrelevant now um, that I actually truly saw my guide for what she was. And then been like, Oh, so instead of this ethereal lady, you look like the cartoon lady on little mermaid. The one's like, like that was, (laughs) that's my, what my guy kind of looks like. Uh, But I picked her, pictured her as this ethereal thing. But the thing that broke me is the conversations that people would talk about. Oh, I had this conversation with my guide and my guide showed me this and my guide showed me that. And we sat down and had this beautiful conversation and I got all these downloads and I'm over here not getting anything. And I was like, I must be a fraud if I'm not having this relationship with their guides because they must have been uh, talking to their guides their entire life. And I'm over here being like, hello, it's me. (laughs) Right. And it really made me feel broken. And I had an expectation of mediums need to have communication with their guides. Mm -hmm. And it sucked. It took me a while to get over that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think... (laughs) Going back for a second and just breaking this down, I think in the end, we all want to fit in, right? Like we all, Mm -hmm. whether that was in elementary school or whatever, we all have this desire to fit in to society or whatever. And I think as soon as we embrace this part of ourselves on some level, we don't fit into society, right? So we have to own that for Mm -hmm. a second. Like for a second, you know, as soon as we kind of step into this a little bit, we're like, oh crap, I don't fit in. There's this part of me that doesn't fit in and is a little mm-hmm. weird. Okay. And then, and then you want to hang out with the weird kids, right? And then weird kids are fun. And then you don't fit in with the weird kids. And you want to, like, as soon as you like are looking around at what everybody else is doing, and I say that affectionately, y'all aren't weird. We're not weird, but, but we're different than, than society. Right. And so I, you want to fit in with what everybody else is doing. And you're trying to figure out is like, what is happening to me? Is it normal? Is it really happening? Is it valid? And, and then when you're your thing that's happening is different than somebody else's thing. You feel like you're broken. And so you have these expectations that if it doesn't follow this certain recipe or doesn't happen in this certain way, then you don't have it. And I can't tell you, I mean, I know it's happened for me personally, 
Matt, it's happened for him personally. We just shared a little bit of our story for each of us, but it's happened on different levels for each of us in different ways. Um, and it constantly is something that Matt and I work with when we're teaching or mentoring of like kind of having to break that down for people and work for, with that, with, with people, um, in like, no, this is your path and this is your way. And people think, okay, well, I have to do it X, Y, Z, and I have to go through it this way to get to, you know, go from point A to point C. No, sometimes you, you go D, E, a, like you just, you go wherever you're drawn and, and it doesn't mean that you're wrong just because somebody went A, B, C, D, E, F, right? Yeah. Well, I think we are used to in this earthly realm structure. <laughs> it's not an Ikea cabinet, folks. Like mediumship development has its twists and turns, but it's all customizable to you. Uh, that's the reason why I tell a lot of our students, like, just come just come to circle. You you can read amazing books from mediums and uh, and all that stuff, and you can have a good understanding of the content in those books. But when you're actively working on it, I'll throw that shit away. It's like the instruction manual, and you got screws left over, and you're looking at being like, "I'm broken," right? Mm -hmm. But it all will happen in its own time. And I think that we uh, have this expectation also that we need to also only be one thing mm -hmm. um, as well going into development circle. Like, I'm a clairvoyant medium. Yeah, well, you got the other clairs too, but you're just choosing to ignore those, right? Uh, or you're kind of working on them uh, of saying that it, you only need to be one thing. Like you have them all. They're going to come in at different times for every single person, right? Because I still don't have clear aliens like uh, all the way. Um, and then um, it's just like certain clairs for me will fade in and fade out depending on the medium. But like, it just takes me to recognize that, yes, I do have that but it's not a dominant clear for me and I'm not broken and then giving myself grace. I think when we have expectation in anything um, and, and even in life, right. Kind of going back into life, it's just setting you up for a letdown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're just letting yourself down because you're putting it on this pedestal. Um, but what happens if you're just in the moment doing it and then you realize, Oh, this is clairvoyance. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does nothing like I imagined. And you know what? They'll take it away from you too. And then you'll feel broken. <laughs> Get ready for that, bitch. Yeah, yeah. There's there's also that part of it, right? As soon as you think you got mm -hmm. this all figured out, then they change it up on you. And I think I think that's by design. I think the other part of that is there's no arrival on on this whole mm -hmm. mediumship journey. And I think that some people think like, oh, when I get here, then I'm done. When I get here, I'm done. And, you know, by no means, like obviously Matt and I teach and we have this podcast and we're, we're talking on this at some level of authority, but let me assure each and every single one of you, we are still like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Because mm -hmm. we, we have, we're here, but there's other things that are coming and that we're actively working on. Right. So I don't ever feel like there's like an arrival level, like, okay, I'm here and now I'm done. Like, I just don't feel like that's so having the expectation of like, well, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and then I'm going to have, I'm going to have arrived. Cause I, I feel like we hit like those things of like, we, we can set goals, you know, um, I always think about, um, I, I had like this lofty goal when I started, um, 
into my development. And I was like, my dream is to work for this, this certain metaphysical store in Colorado that I was like, if I could, if I could work there, then I have arrived. That is like the pinnacle, like I done, like I've, I've, I've done it. And I, and I hit that and I, I did that like right away. And then I was like, oh, there's more after that. And it was, <laughs> it was like, in spirit, so, so we can have goals and we can have things that we, we want to do after things. So being open and not having this expectation of like, okay, this is the one and done. And this is like, when I've hit this, this is, this is the pinnacle and this is as far as I go. Um, and I know we quote her all the time, but in the wonderful words of Eileen Davies, don't limit the limitless and you are limitless. And I think, you know, we mm-hmm. talk about that being the spirit world being limitless, but why do we limit ourselves? Because we too, like the spirit world are limitless. Because we're afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. But what is really, what is failure? What is failure? Like, what is the ultimate definition of failure? Not succeeding at something, Right. But really, the goal of the whole experience in this life is to learn. Mm-hmm. So did you really fail or did you learn? And I think that we put an expectation of learning as well. And like going through a lot of our process of being like, well, I'm either a winner or a loser. Mm-hmm. There are no losers in life. There mm-hmm. are no losers in life. There's just lessons. And so maybe you didn't succeed at the lesson. That's not failing the lesson because you showed up for it. You showed you up know- for it. You're supposed to learn that. It makes me think of like, I think school programs us in a certain way that we're supposed to be perfect and get good grades and do everything well, right? Because we're supposed to ace the test and we're supposed to do really well at school. But I, but psychic and mediumship development is not built that way. And I think we need mm-hmm. to let go of it's okay to make mistakes because that's how we learn. Because traditional school like where our kids go to school, isn't built for mistakes to happen. It's made like, you just need to do it right. You need to do it right. You need to pass the test. And that's not what happens in development circle. That's not what happens when you're developing spiritually and moving into this, because actually the more you fall down or the more that you're, you, you get a no, it's the more you learn. Cause it's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you get back up. And it's, it's okay to not always be hitting it home. My, my whole thing is like, I I know one of the biggest things that holds people back from development or showing up at a development circle is like, what if I find out that I'm not a medium or that I, that they see that I'm not really good at this. Good. That's You're not supposed to be good at it. That's why you're coming to development circle, right? Like, it's okay. Like you're not supposed to be like this, blow it out of the water. Like, wow, everybody, um, thing. This is your safe space to like explore this and to play with it and to get some no's and to get some yeses so that you can like see which one, fe- how the yes feels, how the no feels. And we, we don't expect you to get everything right. Right. Like this is how mm-hmm. we learn and how we grow. And I don't think either, you know, traditional school or society typically allows for that. Yeah. I mean, we just get shamed into a lot of stuff. Uh, and we have also have unrealistic expectations. I know you use the school analogy, but I'm going to use an analogy that works best for me and bear with me is like the gym, right? We expect to go to the gym every single day 
or on your first day, right? And being able to lift a hundred pounds when you've never been to the gym before. And then if you don't lift that hundred pounds when you first walk in the gym, well, I'm just not going to bother to go because I'm not good at it. No, it's something that you need to work at, right? And I always have a saying, and this will go for anybody that's starting the gym, and I encourage you to take care of yourself, is we don't go to the gym to have the body to go to the gym. We go to the gym to get the body that we want, right? So it takes work and dedication and time. So like patience, understand that how that's going to work for you, what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, what you don't want to, because you have every controller every second of your development in mediumship and, and and that's also something too like how we control ourselves how we react to something how our expectations are high we can all lower that and just be in the moment right and that's hard for people it's hard for people but it also doesn't help dana willie i'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment oh Ooh. sweeties sweeties mm-hmm. martin toy cross sweeties when they go in and then they have a phenomenal reading and it sets them up for this like every reading is going to be this like amazing blow it out of the water i've got names dates ages and you know it's you know explaining exactly what they did in life right and then they go back the second week and it doesn't work that way and they're like i'm not a medium Mm because they had that moment of what's possible and spirit was like no we're gonna hook you girl we're like we're gonna fly fish you into this fucking uh, mediumship reading you're gonna be totally stuck right Mm -hmm. and then they go back the next week and it's not like that Mm -hmm. right so sometimes spirit can play a little game of being like hey but i think that's just to let them know that it is possible and that you can do this but then we get into our head that it needs to follow the certain way of the reading, it needs to have a beginning, middle, and an end, and a message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, if it doesn't follow that structure, well, I'm not a medium. Yep. Well, I like that you're you, you're kind of moving us in this direction because I think that we also have expectation of what's good evidence or bad evidence, and building mm-hmm. that into what's a good reading or a bad reading, right? And there's something that you and I have been talking about a lot with our students because. Listen, we all want as mediums like that bang out evidence, right? Um, And sometimes we, as the medium, uh, put these expectations of like, I want names, I want dates, I want addresses. And let's be honest, like that's cool evidence, right? But we don't know. We really don't know at at the end of the day, what is the amazing evidence, right? And so kind of releasing the expectation of like, what is the good evidence or the amazing evidence and just allowing like almost the neutrality. Like I think we'll get into like neutrality here in a second, but like being neutral to whatever evidence comes through. If a name comes through great, but allowing that name to come through at the same level as a gender would or as a a hobby or um, even the symbol of an ant. Mm -hmm you know, like, or a butterfly and not having it be like, because I got a name, we, we don't want to go through these big, huge fluctuations in our mediumship, whether that be in the, in the space of the reading or having like these amazing readings, like, like take us up, like, like go like, I had the most amazing reading. Cause as soon as we do that, and then we'd have like, not the best reading, we go, we go way down. We want to just kind of hit everything in our mediumship with a level of neutrality where 
you know, we can have these little ups and downs, but we don't want to be on this roller coaster of like, I got yeah. a name and then I didn't get a name. So kind of hitting everything of everything is equal. Nothing is neither good or bad. Can I ask a question to the to your audience? So you you want all these names and dates and street addresses, social security numbers, and their uh, cars extended warranty information, right? We want all that. But who's that really for? Mm-hmm. Is it for you or is it for the person that you're reading for? Because I can guarantee nine times out of 10, it's for you to feel like you're a medium. It's not actually for the person that you're sitting. So it's to stroke your ego, to know that you're actually doing what you're saying you're doing. But you don't know what's important to the person that's sitting across from you. And that is like the fuckery of it all, because we feel we have to hit all these points. But the real thing is, is like, what happens if I just said peacock? Mm-hmm. And maybe the last memory of the of the person receiving the reading was them at the Denver Mountain Zoo. Right. I'm just going to use that. And they saw a peacock, and that was our last memory of just sitting on our park bench watching the peacocks. And I'm like, well, fucking peacocks. I'm not going to say that shit. I want your name. But that was like the peacocks were the make or break evidence. And I held back because I want names, dates, and street addresses. What happens if that peacock was like the be all end all evidence? Mm-hmm. Right? That's neutrality. That right there is neutrality. So I always, can I draw them a picture? Yes, draw, draw, you draw it while you're drawing a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk. It's art class at Matt and Dana Kids. So this is this is why you watch us on YouTube, but you can listen to it. You know, oh, like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but here's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. The more that we can be neutral about the evidence that is coming in, the more you're gonna get the names, dates and addresses and social security numbers and the weird stuff that comes in because we don't, as soon as we release expectation in our reading or are like, we want this certain thing. And the more we release that expectation, because let's just call expectation what it is. It's tension. It's tension. We're putting tension on, on a reading as soon as we put expectation on it. So anytime we can relieve tension in a reading we're gonna get more all right thank you it's like handy dandy notebook it's like blues clues of mediumship here all right so i always like to say that this this is where spirit truly lies right the dashes are more spirit and this is like the neutrality of spirit or no matter what comes through spirit's gonna talk right but it's the positive and the negative sides to us and this can be with evidence or this can be with like the way that we view our readings right we want to stay somewhere near in alignment with spirit right but when we get overly excited about like our evidence we go up here and then we think it's going to be this all this roller coaster and then spirit knows that you're not in alignment so they're going to go and then you're going to feel really low. And then Spirit will be like, well, Matt's being a little too hard on himself, so let's throw him a little sweetie. And then you'll go back up, and I didn't learn my lesson, and boom, right? But what happens if I just did not fucking care about any evidence at all that came through, and I just let Spirit talk, right? And just not directed or had an expectation that I need to control the reading, but just truly let Spirit just talk, right? Right? 
just was like, okay, I have a man here. He's five foot two. He likes long walks on the beach, fried chicken and uh, plants, right? And I'm just kind of letting him talk. I see you giggling. (laughs) But we let him talk. We will find that the dips are not as crazy, but the evidence, because we're letting them talk, is going to be a little bit more because we don't have an investment in the outcome of the reading or the outcome of the evidence. And you're going to get a little bit more from them because you're letting them drive the car. It's when we try to drive it is where it gets really bad. And so I think mediums are not just learning how to tap into spirit. They're learning how to stay on the road of spirit. See how that's like a, that's like a street. Let's see what you did there. You got it. So you were letting spirit drive on the road of spirit to keep us guided and safe and, and kind of in an alignment with them. But the minute that they let us drive and we try to drive it, we're going to drive off the road and hurt somebody. Right. And really it's hurting our ego. Mm-hmm. It's hurting our ego. So we cannot be involved in the evidence. We cannot be involved with the outcomes. That's the reason why I see a lot of people that have a lot of self. And, and trust me, kids, trust and believe. I was here a year ago, six months ago, three years ago. And it's changed my life to just stop. I just One day I called you and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I cannot keep beating myself up. And it would literally be like, I'd call you and I'd be like, I had a phenomenal reading. And then two days later, I'm like, I did not do well. But you know what's really funny? I was getting the same shit. Mm -hmm. I was getting the same stuff. But I then in turn, it messed with my trust. It messed with my ego. So really, when you go in and you're just like, I don't care. Let's have fun. Let's just let it be what it is. And let's see what spirit ever decides to bring up. Spirit brings up. And my readings have changed dynamically. And my confidence There is something really key in there that you said, and you said it was exhausting. If you think Mm -hmm. about the going high and low and and using your example of being on the road, if we're like veering off the road and and going like that, and just we're going and using a lot of extra energy in a scenario like that, and we're expending a lot of extra energy doing that. So when we can be conserving our energy for what really matters. I think that really also helps us. Um, and it helps us get out of the way because really what we're, well, we always celebrate, we always say that, right. Um, and it's always so kind when people say that was an amazing reading or whatever. And we always say, we just did a good job of getting out of the way. Cause that's really what in the end, that's what we're doing as mediums. And it's, relieving expectation or leaving expectation at at the door is part of Mm -hmm. that practice of getting out of the way because the expectation Mm -hmm. is our human coming in, is our ego coming in, it's our thinking mind coming in. And the more that we can leave that thinking mind at the door of leaving our ego at the door, when we are in the space of doing mediumship, the better our readings are always going to be. It's almost counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. You know, I I actually have been joking around with Matt recently. I was like, can we start a school like the Matt and Dana School of Mediumship of of not doing anything? Because really mediumship is like not doing anything. We think that as mediums, we have to do something. That we're that mm-hmm. this is a we have to reach and we have to get the spirit communicator and we have to do this and we actually the the practice of mediumship is all we really have to do is just get out of the way. Show up. That's the get best. Out of the way. Show up, 
get out of the way, give what you're getting, and that's it. It's it's mm-hmm. simple, not necessarily easy because we have to remember we've been trained and and you know programmed our whole life to do this and we work all day right we have to we have to like make sure our bills get paid and and do all of these things right and we've had relationships our whole life that have expectation on them so i honor and i understand why why this is a tricky concept to get down but mediumship is actually very simple it's passive it's, but it's not easy to implement sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think that's the hard part about it because a lot of great mediums are like, oh, it's a passive activity. And and we are active people Mm -hmm. and we have to make magic. So we put all this tension into like the reading aspect or, or learning the aspect of it. But really you're in your passive mind, right? You're in your passive state. You're not in an active state. All the information is coming in and soft and subtle, right? And we make it real fucking hard because we need to control stuff because we're pesky humans and we like control. This is, is I, I'm going to say this as, as not arrogant as I possibly can. Spirit is more powerful than you. And I, until you come up with that realization and that acceptance and stop trying to control every single reading, you're not going to control an uncontrollable object. And I think that's what we do as humans. And I think that's also why we created, and I'm just going to use my little, I don't know, my realization of bias. That's why we created religion because we want to control an uncontrollable entity. Right. And so when we just kind of start going from our own experience, relaxing, letting it happen to us, not expecting anything and just being okay with like nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa, fireworks. Boom, 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 boom. You said something really important there, and that 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 mm-hmm. piggybacks on what I said. We think that mediumship is something we do, but actually mediumship mm-hmm. is something that happens to us. And we're relating the experience of what is happening to us to our sitter or the person that we're reading for. That is I had a mm-hmm. I had a student get upset because we said that. Right? And so it's because it's an under, it's like not a normal, we don't normally think of it that way. And that person was like, right? Because we are trained to have things happen to us, right? It, and not, I'm sorry, not happen from us. Like we have to make it happen. Going back to the basic mechanics of mediumship, we expand our energy out. They step into our energy and they transmit the energy in uh, the information or the evidence through our aura or through our energy. And we are to transmit what we're getting. So it happens to us. We don't just manifest this energy out of nowhere, right? We don't manifest this information or evidence out of nowhere. It has to happen to us from it to come from us and letting the information as it's impressing on us, you're doing less work. Mm-hmm. You're not forcing anything. You're just talking about your experience because it's happening to you, not from you. Does yes. that make sense? I know I kind of yes. like did a lot of like rigmarole, but it's happening to us. And I think that's what a lot of new mediums need to understand is you're in a connection and establishing that connection 
really it should be talking about how the energy is affecting you and not having an expectation that you need to have a person immediately right because Mm -hmm. maybe you're just learning like signatures of spiritual energy and you're just kind of being like this energy makes me feel kind and this energy makes me feel happy and this energy as i lean into this would be female and this person's a grandma right and it's kickstarting that right but i didn't force anything to come through i was inspired i had no expectation of any relationship i literally was like describing what it what exactly if what if as mediums we're just talking about our experience i'm Mm -hmm. seeing i'm feeling i'm hearing i just know I'm tasting, I'm smelling, and just start talking about all the things that you're experiencing, however they're coming in for you, but you're just talking about what you're experiencing. You're leaving the door open, Willie. And what you're also, as you're saying, like, I feel you're blending more and more with the spirit energy. And before you know it, you're going to start talking like them and you're just going to start moving like them. And you're going to blend mm-hmm. with them more and more. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Even, even having an expectation of the relationship to the sitter or what the sitter needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's, who's to say, who's to say what that it always needs to be a grandma that comes to them or, you know what I mean? We have this expectation as mediums and developing mediums that it's always old people. Mm-hmm. Right. Or it's a family, a family member. How about just releasing any expectation on a relationship to the person and just feeling into the energy because you know what? It might shift and direct and it turns out you're talking to their best friend. Yeah. Well, can I, I, I'm going to spill some tea. Spill it girl. So I did a reading. Okay. So, so I did a reading the other day and and my readings are private, but I had, an expectation going in that this person wanted to connect with a male mm-hmm. and I, but I felt a female as I was moving into the reading and I was like, oh. I must be broken or I must not be connecting correctly because I thought that this person wanted to connect with a male. And so I started to get into my, and this literally happened on Friday This literally Mm -hmm. happened on Friday. So I want to tell you that Matt and I are not preaching to y'all. This is something that we continually have to work on. Okay. Mm -hmm. But sure as shit, guys, I got in that, that mediumship reading and she wanted to connect with a male, certainly, but she also wanted to connect with a female. So guess what? I wasn't wrong. And so Mm -hmm. I was all up in my mental mind before that thinking I was broken or that I wasn't really connecting because I had a female that was presenting themselves first. So mm-hmm. we get in our way all of the time. And I want, and I share that all with you guys just to first off, just be fully transparent that Matt and I are fully in progress, just like y'all. Okay. But it's having that awareness of our opportunities of like, this is going to pop itself up constantly in our work. Constantly. How do we get back to that center lane? How do we see those expectations pop in and how can we do better next time? And it's not beating ourselves up for it. Like, Oh, why was I so just like having an awareness of like, I see where that happened. 
where can I come back into a neutral state next time and not get hard on myself and think, oh, I thought I knew what was happening because that was Dana's thinking mind. But, but Dana's passive mind knew exactly what was supposed to happen in that space and mm-hmm. trusting the spirit world that everything was going to happen the way that it was meant to happen. So I share that with you all of just like having some grace and understanding that this is going to be something that comes up constantly in your mediumship journey, whether you are at step one, like something we talked about at the very beginning or in your professional career, if that's, if that's something you decide to do. You know, here's an expectation that I'm going to tell you, let spirit drive, let spirit drive the bus. Because a lot of our new students as well will come in and they'll get two spirits at once. Spirit knows what you need. Mm -hmm. Spirit knows exactly what your sitter needs. And so I think uh, this happened. I'm going to be transparent in my development where I was reading for somebody in a development circle. And they wanted to hear from their grandma because I was practicing going direct. And both grandmas showed up. And I expected one to step out of the way and the other one to talk. And I brought tension into the reading thinking that one person did. but grandmas knew that I was developing and I needed to recognize that they can talk at once and I can speak to two spirits at once. So they started talking and talking and talking and talking and they were very similar personalities. So to step out of the way and get back into center lane, I turned to my sitter and I said, girl, I'm going to give you everything. You sort that shit out. That's not a me problem. That's going to be a you problem. And I'm just going to go. And I just gave everything that I got. And I nailed both people at once. And pretty soon, Spirit was like, he gets it! Yay! (laughs) And you know what they did? One stepped back and the other one finished their message. And then they stepped back and the other grandma stepped in. But they will work with you in the moment Mm -hmm. of being like, I know what you need to work on. But I had an expectation that I could be like, you stand over here and you stand over here. And I'm going to need you to start it. And my tension and my connection went, hmm, it's in a knot. And I, and I kinked it, but spirit knew, and I just had to let spirit drive. And that was the, one of the biggest aha moments. So for you developing mediums out there, just give what you get. Who cares about you recognizing that it's two people? You know what? You now know it's two people. Just give what you get and let the sitter sort it out. And there's no expectation for you to have to sort. And that is one of the hugest unlocks for you, little medium. So there's a little medium minute, a medium minute tip for you. We're always growing, always developing and having space and awareness of not letting it like make you crash and burn, but like, oh, I see, I see they're working with me on this and knowing Mm -hmm. that we're constantly evolving and they're working with us to make us better. And you're not broken if, if this pops up for you. Um, not having an expectation. I I think also relieving the expectation that you need to be a hundred percent right, or that every reading is going to be a a fire reading. Um, but just simply showing up and, and just giving what you get. Cause it's, every reading is like a snowflake. It, I cannot emphasize this enough. I think, again, I think a lot of you guys who are beginning your development, I just really want to hit this home for you. And, and maybe some of you that are have started this professionally are starting to understand this, that 
you think like you've hit this level that you're going to see some consistency and you should get some consistency before you go professional, right? You should be able to link consistently yeah. and, and be able to, you know, have like a, you know, 80% or better accuracy before you consistently, before you start mm-hmm. reading professionally. But that being said, you're going to have, not every single reading, you're going to hit it out of the the park. And I think that we, all of a sudden we have a, a reading that we don't. And then we start like, oh, I'm not a medium anymore. And there's got to be some flexibility in our mediumship and in our thinking and having grace around the process and sitting with ourselves. And this is why self-development is such a huge key piece of being a medium. It's such a huge, huge key piece. I love that. I love that statement, Dana. I love that statement. But you know what? It's also understanding there's consequences to expectation, right? And uh, and understanding that key to self-development side, because I'm going to just give you an example. It might come off a little shady, and I'm okay with that. That let's say you're like, I'm 100% accurate, and I can do this, and nobody else can. And then you get with a client and you're not advertising that. How shitty would you feel? And what is your integrity at that point, right? But rather than going in with an expectation that you need to be right all the time and accepting that you're human and humans make mistakes and giving yourself grace, because that center line of spirit is also grace, right? It's grace for Mm -hmm. mistakes. It's grace for wins, but not like having those huge peaks that you're kind of being like, okay, because those are how we learn. Knows are how we learn. And we're also not giving ourselves grace for the sitter having psychic amnesia. Mm-hmm. Or having to ask somebody right? after the reading for validation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because spirit's intelligent. And I always record my readings and you record your readings and we send them to people. And maybe at some point spirit knows that you're going to show that reading to Susie's mom and that message is now diverted to Susie's mom and that gets back on track for you. But spirit knows you're going to give that to Susie's mom. So they're going to sneak something in to be like, Susie's mom, I'm directly talking to you. Enough with you, Susie's mom. Now back to you, Linda. Right? Mm -hmm. So they're very intelligent. And that's the expectation that we have that it needs to be completely for the sitter as well spirit's intelligent girl that's gonna know it knows more things than you it knows five minutes before you because time is irrelevant over there but we have this huge expectation around mediumship so really release release the need to be right release the need to have evidence that needs to flow a certain way release even the way that they communicate because spirit does not talk in full fluid sentences. They're going to talk about what they need to talk about because we also need to remember they have a short amount of time to connect with somebody on the earth realm. So they're going to say everything that they need to say, not that they want to say, but they need to say in that short window. And we are trying to control that short window for them. So therefore the tension is going to roll in and you're not going to get the things that you want because you're forcing it for them. They need to say what they need to say because how long is it going to be before, if any, that they're going to have a medium that is developed enough to communicate the things that they need to say, right? So they're going to be like, Dana, Willie, right? They're going to just vomit on you and it's not going to have a beginning, middle and an end. Yep. And then it's not going to be all nice and neatly tied up the way that you think it is. mm -hmm. It's not going to be, it's not, it's not going to be what you expect it to be. 
because the sitter needs to hear what they need to say. So the most important relationship out of this entire thing is just the spirit world. It's just kind of like focusing over there. And when I got that advice from our dear friend, Michael, I was like, mm, oh my God, that because it, it's expectation. It's expectation. It's expectation. It's crazy on expectation, how much expectation ruins mediumship. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yep. The more that we can get out of the way, release tension, release expectation, the more the more connected we'll be and the more fire evidence you'll be as long as that is not your expectation to do it. It's it's oh. counter It's it's tricky. It's tricky, y'all. You know what I expect though? Hmm. You to be you to be my best friend for life. <laughs> okay. Well, fair. We'll do it. okay we'll do it well thank you guys for listening and and i hope Mm -hmm. that you guys can just give yourselves some grace when when that um when that expectation pops up it's okay just have some awareness Mm -hmm. over it i want you to journal on it do some self-discovery do some self-work but know that it's totally normal please know that it happens to matt and i still to this day but with something mm-hmm. we're always constantly working on because as we continue to work and step away from ourselves in the space of the reading and leave more room for spirit, it gets tricky. And, and our human always wants to step in and try to control things. And you're, you wouldn't be human if this wasn't happening. So it's totally normal. Just be aware of it. You guys are doing great and we love you. Yeah. Well, Dana. It's another beautiful episode with just the two of us. And I love you dearly. And I'm so glad it's just me and you back again in in the office, having the water cooler chit chat. So I love you all. You're in our hearts. And Dana, take it away. Well, I love you too, Matthew Tao. And I love all you guys. And you are the light of 100,000 peach kombuchas. (laughs) That's a lot of light, girl. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I wear my sunglasses at night because of the peach kombucha. Mm-hmm.